This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, January 26, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The lament from the left may be that healthcare lacks coordination and integration, but does that failure to coordinate care indicate a failure of markets or government? Arnold Kling, an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and co-author of a new Cato briefing paper, says the answer isn't immediately obvious. The point about government control versus private sector is um, kind of comes in at the end of the paper because the paper starts out by suggesting that we need a more integrated form of health care, which is a, a point that is made on the left, in fact, more often than on the right. And then so the, at the end, then we talk about how to get there. So the inter- so if we can start with sort of why to get there, like why do we need integrated health care, um, I come at this from actually my own personal experience in business and uh, and, and with the healthcare system. In in back way back in 1994, I quit a uh, decent, well-paying job at Freddie Mac to start one of the first commercial websites. And the main reason I did that was because I wanted autonomy. I was tired of dealing with the bureaucracy, in particular the information technology bureaucracy, which was always telling you that to do a simple change would take months and months and millions of dollars. And they were always talking about these procedures of um, uh, version control and systems integration and life cycle development and all these bureaucratic procedures that to me made no sense. And that So when I could start my own website, I could do anything I wanted. I could make six changes in an hour if I wanted. I could run the whole system. Just a lone hacker could maintain a website in 1994, could do anything that a website could do. They weren't very sophisticated in those days, but you could do that. So then, uh, yeah, that was great. I got had all the autonomy I wanted. The bad news was that I wasn't making any money. Um, that began to change a few years later. Uh, the site started making money. At the same time, the software became more and more sophisticated, and we had to add specialized people and make it complex. And um, by 1998 and 1999, I'm starting to play a role of I'm not the lone hacker. We can't make changes right away. I introduced version control and systems integration issues and even data modeling. I mean, just all these things. And I had lunch with a friend who used to work at Freddie Mac at one point, I said, it's karma. I've spent so many years berating information technology bureaucrats that I've come back as one. But the moral of the story is complex systems require uh, more complex, more sophisticated management. And they grow up beyond the point of the lone hacker, the lone practitioner, the autonomous skilled craftsman. And I think medicine has reached that point. So we're coming around to the view of medicine. We no longer have a situation where any patient can be taken care of by the autonomous doctor, the skilled craftsman. What we have is the interaction of a lot of different people. And again, I saw this with personal experience. Uh, right about a year ago, uh, my father, who was, was in the late stages of his life at that point, broke his hip and you know, was taken to the hospital. And over the next two weeks, he was in eight different units. And in each of those units, each time he moved to a new unit, 
the management of his care changed. The result was lots of things slipped through the cracks, lots of things were poorly done. It was just an, an ugly process to watch. It did not work. It was not well integrated. Um, and it was not a good experience for him or for me. And so I started to think, well, what, you know, why don't we have, you know, what would be a better system? And it was clear that we need more management for that type of patient. When you have a patient with many uh, illnesses, which the most expensive patients do, people who are in the late stages of life or people with illnesses like diabetes have very complex, they present very complex problems, and they require a lot more integrated care. You can't just let the doctors act autonomously. They have, they have to be managed in some way. And in this paper, we suggest uh, a notion of like a project manager who may or may not be a doctor, him or herself, but somebody who is tied to the patient so that uh, as the patient, you know, if, if my father was still going to be moved around to eight units, there would at least be one person who was in charge throughout all those eight units for those entire two weeks. There would be somebody who provides continuity. Now, the argument from the left is that for the purposes of cost containment, for the purposes of uh, making sure that the treatments are the best treatments, aren't wasteful, there aren't a lot of losses in dollars in terms of actually achieving this, uh, this end of this coordinated, integrated care, is that ultimately somebody, some appointee or government person ought to be making those decisions. Yeah, so that's a, it's kind of a subtle distinction I'm making. I'm... Se- I would say that we do need, for certain types of patients, a more corporate form of organization, which is going to take away some doctor's autonomy. I don't think the doctor who's been trained and grown up in the existing system is necessarily going to be happy uh, following a set of rules, uh, listening to a project manager, uh, working in a coordinated environment. But that type of change, I think, is needed. But I would prefer that that change come about through corporations, though things like Kaiser Permanente or other corporations. You know, they can provide some advantages to doctors and lifestyle in terms of you know giving them normal nine to five work hours and so on. But I think they will they will take away some autonomy. But the the gain for that will be the customer. That is, the patient will get a more coordinated experience. Uh, so that some something like the situation with my father, he would have continuous care, somebody who's in charge of everything, somebody who keeps things from slipping through the cracks, and uh, can have a better experience. And I think corporations would provide that. So, uh, yeah, the difference between so both people on the left and I look at the healthcare system, say that for complex patients, the system is broken. We need something different. The left says, let's change that from the top down. Let's create some government bureaucracy that somehow sets up incentives, or let's put everybody into a government HMO. People on the left say that, well, the Veterans Administration is an integrated, coordinated system. Let's set something like that up for everybody. Um, my view as a market-oriented person is, well, we don't really know what the best healthcare system is yet, and no technocrat knows. But let's allow some trial and error experimentation by the market and let the market discover what's the best system. And so then I ask, well, why do we have the system that we have? And I would argue that in part it's because of government regulation. Uh, First of all, when government, through licensing laws, dictates who can do what in the medical system, that restricts the ability of corporations to reorganize and remodel the healthcare system. 
they could perhaps replace some people who take years of training in the current system with people with, let's say, a six-month apprenticeship. So let's say instead of becoming a physical therapist by getting a PhD, which you're now required to do in Maryland, uh, you get a, an apprenticeship. And I'm sure that there's some things that could be done that way. Uh, the key to getting there is to allow corporations to rely on their aggregate reputation and their certification as a corporation rather than having to certify each individual uh, employee. I mean, imagine if you had a grocery store where each individual employee, you had to have a certified vegetable bagger, a certified cereal stocker. I mean, it would get ridiculous. Well, that's the way our healthcare system is. The other thing that I think blocks a more rational healthcare system is the fee-for-service tradition in medicine. So the fee-for-service tradition, which is, of course, very much embedded in Medicare, uh, where, you're, where in order to get paid, you fill out a form and you check off a, a standard service that you, that you provided, that reinforces the current form of non-integrated care, it reinforce, and it particularly reinforces the value of the specialist relative to a generalist. And if you're going to talk about integrated care, I think you want to empower generalists more than specialists. But a fee-for-service system, at least on a monetary basis, empowers specialists over generalists. You suggest that uh, government, by its nature, will have a much more difficult time uh, reorganizing and reorienting itself to this idea of integrated, coordinated care than uh, corporations' uh, markets. Uh, Tom Daschle, one of his uh, things that he would like to see is a health fed, something that would be insulated from politics and be empowered to make these kinds of decisions. I think that that has some potential. I think it would probably create some improvements in the short run, what happens, though, when you carve, carve in stone a government policy is it stays carved in stone. So, what, so he may come up with an optimal, uh, not an optimal, let's say a, a better medical care delivery system for 2009, but by 2015 it'll be out of date, and at that point it'll take a, a humongous political effort to change it for two reasons. One is it's just hard to change bureaucracies in general, and secondly, by that point, you'll have a lot of people with stake in the existing system, just as you now have a lot of people with a stake in the, in the way that the current system works. So that's why the process of creative destruction in the market is more likely on an ongoing basis to approach the, the optimal system. It won't get stuck with any one system. Arnold Kling is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and author of the Cato book, Crisis of Abundance. You can buy your copy at cato.org.